You're listening to a Countout Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. And may I say, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays for those who... Happy Holidays. There's many holidays during this this uh, this span of time. So whatever you mm-hmm. celebrate, have a happy, awesome holiday. And of course, I wanted to say... I wanted to say something else. What was it? Oh, right. I wanted to introduce the other host of this show. How could I forget? Uh, Zach... Elf on the Shelf Batista, Zach. How you oh, doing, my you man? you hit me with an Elf on the Shelf. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm doing pretty good. You just reminded me of those memes, though, and uh, I-, I got sick of those memes fast, and I got stuck with them all Christmas a couple of years ago, I think it was. Those those were okay. Like, those were okay. There were some that were dumb, but, like, eh. I chuckled at first, like, a fi- like the fucking the Fieti on a Ferrari I laughed at. and then after like the After the 50th time, I was like, okay, guys. They all sat on everything, man. There was Come there on. was a there was a funny one that I saw, and it was like a lizard on top of a, a an album, like a like a music album. <laughs> okay. And the album was by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Oh my! F- <laughs> so it was just lizard on King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> Which was really really good. Mm. Uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about stupid Elf on the Shelf memes. <laughs> What are we here to talk about, Zach Batista? I think it's wrestling. It might be though. I think it might be. I think it might be independent wrestling mm. of some I... of some sort, maybe varieties. Yeah, because you know, some sometimes at this show, with the way we start off, it it never starts off about indie wrestling. Sometimes you get right into it, but most of the time we have a weird tangent in the beginning, like like the one about Elf on a Shelf meet. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It adds a bit of a flavor to the start. True. 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 Alright, so we got three matches for you today. We went over them last week, but if you didn't listen to last week, you should go do that. But, the matches we are reviewing are... uh, I believe you picked the majority of them this week, Zach, so why don't you tell us the ones you picked. We've got the Brat Pack versus the Natural Classics at MCW. Nice. Uh, And then we have... Drex Dreyer versus Zayden Kane at ICS Wrestling in a Fans Bring the Weapon match. Nice. And of course, last but not certainly not least, we have from Enjoy Wrestling, Edith Surreal taking on Ziggy Heim in that hair versus mask match. Um, yeah, so we got some good matches this week. Uh I'm very excited to, to jump right on into them. Zach, which one do we want to start off with? Let's start off with the fans bring the weapon match. I think the last time we watched one of this it was uh Romero versus uh Fox, I believe. Yes, it was a while ago. It was a very long time ago. 
Yeah, but this one is uh, Drex Dreyer taking on Zayden Kane from ICS Pro Wrestling, it, like Zach said, in a fans bring the weapons match. That uh, that kind of match type, if you don't know, it's exactly what it sounds like. Just anything's legal, fans bring anything, and they mean anything. Anything, yeah. We'll get into we'll get into some funny weapons that were used in this match as we uh, as we go on. But mm-hmm. this one this one started off pretty quick because. Uh, before Drex could even get in the ring, Zayden meets him on the outside with a suicide dive mm-hmm. right off the bat to really show that this match has begun. And, uh, yeah, these two really do not like each other, as evident by no. Zayden taking a plastic bat with some thumbtacks on it and just jamming them into Drex's head. Oh, yeah. Real punishment hey. Real punishment from Kane to start off here. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Funnily enough, probably the funny one of my funniest uh, parts of this match, unintentionally, I uh, is uh, off camera as Drex is like pulling the tax out of his head. Fucking <laughs> Zayden just grabs a crutch from some dude on crutches. Not like and... he wasn't even sitting; he was literally standing up, using the crutches to just stand up. And <laughs> Kane just grabbed one out from under his arm, and the dude just fell. He just falls face first, beats him with the crutch, which Poor I laughed way more than I should have, because I think, oh no, yeah, he kicked the crutch out from underneath him, and they're like, why, man? Why? That was so unnecessary. Like, oh my god. So then he beats, uh, he beats Drex a bit with it, uh, then Drex <laughs> hits him in the arm with the same bat that he got hit with before, so there's just thumbtacks in his arm, and Zayden mm-hmm. does a fantastic job of selling the pain of thumbtacks being jammed into him. I mean, that's fair. It probably honestly, hurts a lot. Yeah, and honestly, throughout the whole match, uh, he gets my thumbs up for selling, because he was crying out in pain. I'm like, god damn, this dude... Yeah. This dude's fucking hurting. Absolutely. He sold He sold great throughout this whole match, especially because most of the offense was on Drex's side. Yeah. Here, I think. Yeah, because... Uh, so, uh, Zayden bat- like, eventually fights back with the, with the crutch, gets the of two course. in the back to ring side. He throws the crutch back in the general direction of the fan and says, and I quote, give the cripple his crutch back. And I was so, like, you piece of shit. So rude. <laughs> Absolutely the worst. <laughs> so after that, he starts to, uh, he takes a chair, jams it into Drex's throat, throws the chair and him into a ring post. So the chair slams into his throat. And then Very Drex good. grabs a can of baked beans and just hoops <laughs> it into Zayden's crutch. <laughs> That was really funny. <laughs> that just was like, also quite amusing. Just like, all right, here we go. What are the fans going to bring? Beans. All right, well, guess we're using this. I mean, getting a can of baked beans to the dick doesn't sound very fun. No, no, it does not. Not even a little bit. Uh, just... <laughs> he grabs the kitchen tongs after this. Yeah, he, he like, just finds tongs, which is really good. He grabs, like, oh, it's so uncomfortable looking. Like, he grabs the, like, he uses the tongs to grab, the like, the bottom jaw and like tongue of Zayden, so I'm just like, oh, like no. He also started off with the tongs by just like grabbing Kane by the balls with it. Oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> about he, that. Yep. And then he shoves it in his mouth. Yeah, Zayden. After Zayden's it was all over his dick. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> so after he uh, stabs Zayden in the head with the fork a few times, that unfortunately is relevant. <laughs> yeah, he busts out two forks and then just goes like. Mm-hmm. Just right then, on, right on Kane's head. Yep. So after that, he hosts Kane over a bunch of plastic tables, and as he is taunting, he's just like, "Cause the fans love Drex, they fucking hate Zayden." So he's just like having a good time with the fans, like, like you know, he's just walking over, and Zayden grabs a chair, hits Drex with it. Mm-hmm. 
and they make their way towards like this hockey like it's like um an indoor soccer uh, arena with like a bunch of plexiglass around it or hockey state uh stadium if that yeah like a, like a field hockey thing or something like yeah that. yeah so um zayden sets up the chair puts drax in it drex in it beats the shit out of him and then as he's sitting in the chair, Zayden goes to charge at him, and Drex moves out of the way, runs at him, says, Hockey, bitch! And he checks him into the wall. <laughs> Which was awesome. His blood from, like, the baseball bat in the arm, like, starts to, like, just smear on the wall, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we're to That's and a then, death match. And then one of, my favorite, one of my favorite parts of this match comes up right after this, because, like, Drex is, like, celebrating after he just absolutely wiped out Kane on the boards. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, celebrating, and some fan is like, I love you, Drex! And he just yells back, I love you too, random citizen! <laughs> <laughs> which, so is, let's see. which is a great line from one of the most underrated movies of all time, Megamind. Oh, it's from Megamind. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, well, Megam- Megamind, Megamind is a, no pun intended, criminally underrated oh, movie. Oh my god. Well, on the bright side, it's got some good memes with it that people know. It does. It has the, it has one of the greatest. It has one of my favorite movie scenes of all time, where it's just like, like they, you may be a villain, but you're no super villain. What's the difference? And he just fucking does the big entrance, and he just goes presentation. <laughs> Amazing. I actually do remember that. So let's see. Uh, as uh, <laughs> so as uh, Drex is still control. There's a fan in the in the crowd that has a tennis racket and a plastic wiffle ball bat. And he offers them up to Drex. So Drex is like, a, ooh, what do I want here? And as he's looking for it, Zayn like, like he's grabs a menu. Zayn like grabs like a seltzer can and he just bonks Drex <laughs> over the head with it. <laughs> grabs the uh I believe he grabs the uh the tent the um the bat, right? Yeah, he grabs a wiffle ball bat. And he goes behind uh he goes behind Drex, he goes like a big wind-up swing like a fucking Saturday morning cartoon villain. And unbeknownst to him, the fan threw Drex the tennis racket. Which was so So good. when he swings, we get something straight out of Star Wars where Drex like blocks it with the tennis racket. We get like, the duel like, of the a fates. Sword fight. Yeah, exactly. And then like Drex pushes him up, gets Zayn onto his knees, and then he just pokes him in the eye. Boop. And God did Zayn sell this like his eye had been gouged out of his head. Yeah, hand. he was yelling at the ref, he was like, Ref! Ref! Poke my eye! And the commentary's like, this is a hardcore match, man. You were complaining about getting poked in the yeah, eye. Yeah, right? Like, all of the other shit that happened in this match, like, with the thumbtacks, and the soda can, and the tongs, and... and no, that's, that's crossing about the line. And he's got a thumb to the eye, yeah. That's crossing the line for him. That's just too much, man. So they get to the ring. Drex gets there first, though. And when he comes back into view, it turns out that he found some skewers somewhere. Nice. Zayn then fights back, unfortunately for him, and then he... Once again, puts the chair into Drex's sh- throat and jams it into the ground, therefore hitting him in the throat again. He then tries to dram the skewers into Drex's arm, but unfortunately it doesn't work at all. <laughs> I felt bad because then he threw him arm first into what would have been the skewered arm, but it, there was no skewers, so he just there threw him no into the ring post. There. I mean, hey, get, getting thrown into a metal ring post still hurts. This is very true. So then after that, Zayden gets himself a pair of scissors, and he tries to stab Drex in the head while screaming, Why won't you fucking die? And but Drex holds him at bay and then punches him in the gut, grabs the scissors, and runs them across of Zayden's head. Yep. With Carter's in mind, look, Drex begins look, to search for look, a weapon. He, sorry, I, I think you forgot. I think you forgot the great line Zayden said before he he uses the scissors. Oh, do tell. Uh, so it was after. So Drex. So Drex puts the scissors across Zayden's head, right? But uh, but then Zayden. Oh no, I think Zayden went to go do it first. And Zayden mm-hmm. was like, 
I'm gonna do what those girls do in the adult movies. Oh. And then he takes the scissors and go to sta- he takes the scissors and goes to stab Drex in the head with them. But then Drex blocks it, uh, reverses it, runs the blade across Zayn- Zay- Zayden's head. Uh, and then I think a little later Zayden takes the scissors back and then does the same thing to to Drex, right? I believe so. That's after uh, Drex finds a cheese grater oh, and great Zayden's now bloodied head. So, and then uh, he gets payback with exactly the same offense. The scissors stabbing him repeatedly, and then the cheese grater on Drex's forehead. I was just like, yeah, that spot was great. <laughs> oh, God. The, the, dad, the dad joke lover in me loves it, and then I hate it at the same time. And Dan I did dad, it. Dad, when did you get on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so... Zayden then chucks Drex to the ring. Unsurprisingly, it's the first time they've actually entered the ring together at the same time. That's true. I didn't realize that that was the first time they were actually in the ring together. Because this match literally started on the outside. Pretty much, yeah. So Drex picks up a plastic school container of of what you assume are like, you know, school supplies like pencils, pens, uh, that big eraser you usually have in there. And then he opens it, and it's just, of course, got thumbtacks in it. I mean, thumbtacks are technically office supplies. True, though I honestly, I I wouldn't lie if I wasn't hoping for, like, a couple pencils. Just because that just sounds so painful to just be dropped on pencils. Yeah, it does. (laughs) So he pours them all over the mat near the corner, drags Zayden on top of it, which fucking sounded, looked like it sucked. He sold it like it. I'm just like, can you just imagine someone just being, all right, time for me to drag you and lay you on these fucking thumbtacks. Time for me to lay you directly into a pile of thumbtacks, yeah. Probably hurts more than being slammed into it, honestly. But I wouldn't know. (laughs) And then Drex goes to the top, and as he goes up, Zayden just unleashes this, like, war cry. Sits up out of the tax, like the Undertaker. Gets up, punches Drex in the face, and insegurries him so that he can ascend to the top. And then he tries to knock him off the top rope, but then Drex gets his second win, screams in his face, and then headbutts mm-hmm. Zayden several times until he falls back into the tax. Which, Some Home Alone brutal. Shit, honestly. So Drex then gets off the top ropes, Which is some, for some reason, just get like, not, he doesn't jump off. He just is like, all right, time to get down now. I guess getting headbutted and getting screamed at just made him be like, I don't feel like doing this anymore. <laughs> I'm over it. So, uh, so, but then he goes to pin Zayden. One, two, Zayden gets his foot on the ropes, and the rest like, rope break, which I question thoroughly. It's like, wait, 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 wait. All of these rules that are being thrown out the window, and the one you decide to hang around is the rope breaks? Yeah, like, I've se- we've seen a lot of promotions with a lot of different rules on stuff. And, you know, it's fine, but, like, I was like, nah, bro. It's like, it's a homie, this match. is a death match. Like, and we're this doing got... rope breaks? <laughs> we got tax. People have deliberately get knocked in the crotch several times. Some dude got his ki- crutches kicked out, and the rope break is where the line is drawn. Yeah, right? Like... <sighs> What? I don't get I, it. But I guess, but, hey, it's, it's not my promotion, so, you know, I went along with it. I don't see the logic. So he drags, so Drex drags Zayden to his feet, yells at him that he started it, so he should finish it, and he slaps him across the face several times, while Zayden, like the Joker, just laughs at him and flips him off until he shoves him in the face. And then Zayden proceeds to be like, fine, I'll end this, but then, instead of doing anything, he just keeps saying, come on, to Drex, like, yeah, I'll end this. Hit me. Like, wait, that's not, huh? Yeah, and then he just gets formed in the face a bunch of times because you asked for it. Yeah. You didn't end it. You didn't end it. You said <laughs> you were going to end it, and then you asked him to punch you in the face again. Mm-hmm. I, but I will say, what credit- the, the, is- the issue there was. 
Yeah, I will say, credit to him, he does get his second win eventually, and he just gives, like, a trio of kicks, which staggers Drex. But then he winds up for a huge form, and Drex just headbutts him in the face. So he headbutts him back, and they just knock each other both down to the, onto the mat. Yep. Drex in the ring, Zayn goes to the outside. And as they eventually get up, Drex now has armed himself. <laughs> Zayn now has a bunch of skewers in his hands. Yep. And Drex is in the middle of the ring, and he just tosses him a bag of skewers. So now they each have their own Skew bundle. Skewer war. Skewer war. Skewer war. Skewer Skew war. war. <laughs> More like, like skew war. Oh my god. That's it, folks. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Show's uh, over. Oh my god. We'll come back yeah. next week to finish this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays. This is going to have to be a two-parter because I just ruined Zach. <laughs> oh my god. As I re- Mikey, as I recover from the dad joke, tell them what happens during the skewer war. So the skewer war ends uh, with... Uh, I don't know who got the first blow, but they both end up, like, bopping the skewers in each other's heads, like, back and back to back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after, I think, I think Drex gets them in his head first, and mm-hmm. then Drex does it to Zayden Kane. And then mm-hmm. after Kane pulls the skewers out of his head, so uh, yeah, Drex locks in a a sleeper hold. For a while, and it looks like uh, Kane is about to get to the ropes uh, to break the hold. But before he does, Drex rolls them back to the middle, lo- keeps his sleeper locked in, and Kane just passes out, and the ref calls the match. Yeah, very interesting ending. Very anticlimactic for fans bring the weapons match for it to end in a sleeper hold. Like... I get it. The feud is a blood feud, so, like, thematically it makes sense that he wants to just choke the living life out of this guy who has done God knows what to him before this and then during this match. But at the same time, like like you said, I'm here for a death match. I want to see a big ending. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see somebody get, like, powerbombed on an AC unit some fan somehow dragged in the arena. When I think about this match, Mikey, I... I come to think back to one of the first episodes we had of Indie Waters, where you watched a death match between someone, and you said it was a fine death match. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, how the fuck do you watch a death match and think it is fine? Well, after doing this for more than a year, I've officially gotten to that point where I watched this and I went, that was a fine death match. That was, that was a fine death match. It had, it, had its, it had its big spots. They, they brought out the weapons. They did the tacks, right? They did the skewers. Like... Mm-hmm. They had some fun moments here and there that I was, I did appreciate the entertainment. Exactly. But like, the ending kind of deflated me a little bit because it didn't feel like the ending to a death match. Like, it, it, you know what? It, it's like a it's like a fans bring the weapons match, right? It's supposed to be about the weapons the fans bring, the ridiculous stuff the fans can throw at you, like the mm. can of beans, like the tennis racket, the wiffle ball bat, right? Yeah. So it's like, why couldn't we end it with a great like a thing a fan brought? You know, like that's the whole point of this match. Mm-hmm. Like you should like... tie it together with a weapon a fan brought. That's how like, it should end. Last time we did this, they had, like, an air conditioning unit. I think the final spot was, like, a glass pane and a table, but, like, there was some shit on it. The fan. It was, like, a whole fucking, like, that was a fan brings the weapons match. That was, like, yeah. a yard sale in a, in a match. Exactly. Like, you need, like, that's what you need in a fan. You know, it has to be big. It has to be great. And you have to be, like, how, I feel like you have to ask at least one time where it's, like, how did they get that in here? Yep. At <laughs> least once it's mandatory. Like, how did a fan, how, who, who let you bring that, sir? It's like it's like Pete. It's like fans bring the weapons matches. Remind me of like bring your own cup day at Seven <laughs> Eleven for like Slurpees, right? And people were yeah. bringing like kiddie pools, and we're like, this is a cup, right? 
just filled a kiddie pool full of slutty. Yep. There's shit sl- like that. Or some, I remember I saw uh, I saw a picture where someone brought in like one of the big one of the big trash cans that goes like outside your house. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like that, right? It's like you gotta push the limits of like what a weapon is, right? And it's like what's a cup? It's like what's a weapon you can bring, right? I mean, like there was mm-hmm. one with somebody didn't somebody bring like a porcelain horse one time? Or oh something like yeah. That? It was- like, it's gotta like you gotta have a little bit of ridiculous to it, and I think this match had that, but it just didn't didn't lean into it. Yeah, it didn't lean into it enough. So case you could tell, I don't know, Mikey, but I'm giving it a meh. Same. I'm I'm also giving it a meh. It was solid. It was okay. They, I just wish they had leaned into the fans bringing the weapons part more. It kind of just felt like those. It kind of just felt like weapons you would already see in a death match for the most part with like a few funny ones thrown in here and there, right? Mm-hmm. It like it like played the deathmatch hits, right? Skewers, thumbtacks, uh, chairs, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Could have been. I, I think it could have been. Could have been more. It could have been better. Could have been uh, be- some better spots. Could have been some better weapons. But I guess they couldn't control that because that was that was the fans bringing them, right? Yeah. All in all, all in all, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh. Anyway. Let's get into the next match we have here, which is the Brat Pack taking on the Natural Classics from MCW. The Brat Pack being uh, Mitch Waterman and Nick Burry uh, taking on the Natural Classics, Stevie and Tome Philippe. Yep. This is for the MCW Tag Team titles, which the Brat Pack have held for a combined total of 973 days, and they have beaten the Classics in their last two times they fought them. So the Brat Holy Pack, moly, that's a lot class- of days. Yeah, it is. I, I read the re-listen to make sure I got that right. Four-time champs total. And uh, Natural Classics really want to, like, get their redemption because they've lost twice to them already. That's fair. So, this match starts out white hot. Mm-hmm. Like, Brat Pack, Pack drop kicks the Classics out of the ring as they're discussing about who's going to fight first. <laughs> they suicide die both of them. Classics shove them into the apron. They get back into the ring. Both sent on onto the Brat Pack with one going over the top rope and the other one going over the ring post. You're going to do a suicide dive? No, no, no. I'm going to do a suicide dive. (laughs) Anything you can do, I can do better. (laughs) So back in the ring, Stevie and Waterman go back and forth at breakneck pace, and just as it is about to, like, kick into the next gear, Waterman leapfrogs over Stevie and his leg tweaks. You, yeah. Like, it it seemed, this seemed like a weird addition to this. Like, I don't know if this was legit or not, I think it was legit because it stopped, like, to quote the commentator that think said it best, it threw a massive bucket of cold water over the match. Yeah, like, like I, I, I for sure, I was, like, 100% convinced that it was, like, you know, them being heel and being, mm-hmm. like, oh, my knee, oh, no, it hurts so bad. And then they're going to, like, come back and, like, get a roll-up or something or, like, you mm-hmm. know, like, poke him in the eyes when he came to check on him or whatever. Yeah, and, like... But then... But then uh, who uh who tweaked their leg again? Uh it's the same it was the Mitch, same it was Water- Waterman yeah. hurt himself and like so Stevie it doesn't take advantage of this and beat the shit out of him. Well the ref was holding him back, right? Because the ref was yeah. like, hold on, I gotta and check Stevie on him. Stevie was like, Alright, let him go. Tags Barry in. And they like and there's a point here where Steven Stevie and Barry go up and they lock up for a bit. He gets the upper hand and um it's a real like Stevie's a really good drop kick like and eventually during this back and forth there's a moment where Barry has a he could tag in Waterman and he just it just looks like he's just still hurt and he just can't tag him in so he just doesn't tag him in and they just yeah. keep going. Mm-hmm. 
And it just ends up with him getting his ass kicked. Yeah, he gets he gets beat on for a while by the natural classics. They hit him. I know yeah. they hit him with a uh, hit him with a big spine buster. Tome hits him mm-hmm. with a big spine buster. Very yeah, crisp they... spine buster. I remember that. Yeah, they hit the double suplex on him. There was a good sequence with the spine buster where um, Tom throws Barry into the ropes, and as he runs, like rebounds towards him, boots him in the face. His brother then hits a sp- a springboard standing moonsault, and then as he starts to mount the comeback, that's when, um, after Hurricane Rana's him. That's when uh, he gets caught with the with the spine buster by Tom Philippe. Yes. So the Philippe brothers then hit him with a duo stalling suplex. They get buried in the corner where Stevie chops the ever living shit out of him, like just full on, full sends it. These chops were great, by the way. Like if there was a highlight for this match, just one of them for me. Yeah, just for sure. Like, they just some, consistently they like strikes. bombs. Every chop was like on point, which you know it. There's nothing in wrestling for me. There's nothing worse than when you go from, like, a big chop to a little, like, eh, afterwards. Because it's just like, oh, <laughs> It's like, god damn it. And then immediately after, it's, it's great. And you're like, okay, that's good. All right, cool. So, Stevie tags Tome in. So, Tome can throw Barry. So, he can throw Tome into Barry and nail him with a forearm. Mm-hmm. Followed up with Barry hitting a mass, uh, hitting Barry with a massive running drop kick in the corner. Yeah, the which looks brutal. Yeah. So the reason why I'm mentioning like all of this is because when they did this sequence, Stevie very clearly tagged Tome in. The ref even acknowledges it. And then Tome goes to cover Burry after this, and the ref breaks up the pit and says, you're not legal. And I was like, <laughs> I replay this. I'm like, my man, you literally went tag. And I was like, okay. So, yeah, like he, like he didn't, I, I guess it was, I guess they were trying to play like, because that was like the, was that the, the part with the sneaky tag or was that? No, that was just right in front. Like that was literally like he had, they had Barry in the corner and they were just doing double team offense. It was right in front of the ref. Like, and it's, there's no questioning it. Mm-hmm. And then the ref was like, you're not legal. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, I'm like the question mark. I'm just like, just question marks all over my face. And I was like, okay. You're like the, the, that one meme where it's just like, huh? Exactly. So then Stevie locks in a chin lock on Burry. Burry fights his way out with an insiguri, gets him the opportunity, finally tags Waterman in, who seems to be good now. Yeah, Waterman, yeah, he, he gets a nice big burst of momentum here. Yeah, it does not lose any time here. Knocks Tome down with two running clotheslines, chucks him into the ropes, cuts him off with a drop kick, beats the down Tome tank. in the corner, sees that Stevie's up, and he goes after him, when he, and is going after him as he's his back turn. So he throws Stevie into his brother, then standing poison Rana's him. Which was dope. Fucking awesome. And as he's gesturing at Stevie to suck it, Tom walks up behind him and just fucking batters him with just forearms to the face. Homie <laughs> was like, no, 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 not in my ring, you don't. Don't talk to my brother like that. Yeah. So then Tom, this is a weird part too. Tom quiets everyone down. He slows everything down. He's like, he gets like his zen. And he runs the ropes and then Waterman just runs the ropes like several times ducks all his strikes and then just takes him out with a sling blade. And I'm just like, my man, you just took your Zen and you just took a sling blade for it. Yep. It's like, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So Waterman continues his assault in the corner and Tome fights back, tags his brother back in where Stevie Irish whips Waterman and then leapfrogs over into his brother. Oh no, that, that remember, hold on, I got this. So in the ring, Stevie Irish whips Waterman and as he rebounds, he throws him up and over his shoulders into his brother but Waterman counters it by Hurricane Ronning Tome instead. Mm-hmm. And Stevie, absolutely shocked that this just happened, walks over to the ropes to check on his brother. And while this is happening, Barry very sneakily tags himself in. 
Yeah. And then Waterman sprints at Stevie and ducks a strike from him. And Senton's... Oh, yeah. He runs at him, ducks him, and jumps over the ropes onto Tome. Mm-hmm. And Barry immediately tries to roll Stevie up, but Stevie kicks out at two. Yeah. So as you can tell, the moment Waterman got in... Tag. The old sneaky tag. And once Waterman got in, this match's pace picked up, and it got a lot more, like, enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So, after this, he unleashes a combination of strikes on Stevie, runs the ropes, and then Stevie sees Waterman get up on the apron. Uh-huh. So, Stevie runs past Burry and just kicks him off the apron. <laughs> get out of here. Fuck out of my ring. So, Stevie then hits his own combination of strikes on Burry as payback, except when he finishes that up, he hoists Burry up by the waist and just German suplexes him. Dope. But Burry kicks out of it. The Tome gets back in the ring and he hoists Burry onto his shoulders and gives Stevie a clear shot as he kicks Burry in the face, which his brother then uses the momentum to hit a TKO on Burry. Which was do- which was also sick looking. Very, very smooth. I liked it a lot. And then out of nowhere, Stevie sprints over the top rope onto the top rope and corkscrew backflips to the outside onto Waterman who just got back up after getting kicked off the ring poor bitch no no shot he had no chance in this so back in the ring now Barry fights back knocks Tom away from him and it results in Stevie and Waterman getting the tag from their partner mm-hmm. so we're now we're back to how this match started from the top rope Waterman tries to run to Stevie but Stevie catches him hoists him up into a power bomb, and they go for him and his brother go for something called the mother of all bombs, which I assume is their finisher, but they don't actually get it off. Yeah. Because Waterman wiggles out of it and hops over Stevie and out of the hold. And then it's right at this moment that his fucking knee or his leg tweaks out again. His knee that, like, wasn't a problem, was like, a problem in the beginning, was not a problem at all when he was doing the hot tag, and then goes right back to being a problem at this point. It's like it recovered, he fought through the pain, and then it just, he jumped, and that was just, that was it. Mm Mm-hmm. And being the honorable team they are, even though they very clearly at first wanted to beat the shit out of him, the Natural Classics do not take advantage of this. They're actually like, no, 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 no. But they very clearly want to continue this match, because the two of them know that momentum's on their side, and they're gonna win, they might win now. Yes. And as this is happening, Burry drags Tome out of the ring, and tries to take him out, but Tome chucks him into the ring post. And then back in the ring, Waterman rolls Stevie up with an inside cradle, and they win the match. And then this is, yeah, they win. And this is where I was. This is where I thought like Mitch was gonna stand up and do like a backflip or something. And be like, my knee was fine this whole time, but instead, it just looked like his knee was hurt because he just kept selling the knee the whole time. Like Nick, came, like Burry came in, and it was like, let me check on it. He like pulled the knee pad down, was like double checking it. He like helped him up to his feet. You know, he had him on his shoulder. Like, the ref was, like, trying, he was trying to lead on the ref. It was like, mm-hmm. so did you hurt your knee or not? Yeah. Like, and then, yeah, it was, I, I'm convinced it was an actual injury, because that, that ending just, I don't know, that deflated me after I watched it, because I was all, like, you could tell I was amped up for when they were doing the hot tags. I stumbled over, because I was so excited about it. And then, then they just get rolled up. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh. Oh. But, like, if he's actually hurt, then that's the reason why we got the ending, probably, if I were to guess. That's fair. Because like that, it's like kind of like a Stone Cold situation, but not as serious, where it's like, I'm hurt, but the match needs to have its ending, so. Mm-hmm. And then, I love how after this, they try to give, like, they try to offer up a handshake to the Natural Classics, and I'm actually on the Natural Classics, they're like, nah, fuck off, man. Like, they were winning this match, and then he hurt his knee, and then they got rolled up, I, I'd be pissed, too. Yeah, yeah, it's upsetting, it's an upsetting loss to take, for sure. 
But yeah, uh, no, it just... <sighs> cold bucket of water, man. That knee injury, like, just cut this flow of this match in two. Yeah, yeah, it really, it really shut it shut down the pacing. It, like, I feel like this match had so much potential, and it was just, like, oh, yeah. another like, one that just felt like, okay. Like, we got a glimpse of it during the hot tag sequence, so they were going off, and you could see that yeah. these guys could really go, but, like, when someone's legs messed up, I can't blame you for not wanting to just do the match like you were going to do but it. But, like, what's bugging me is that he did that whole hot tag sequence, and he didn't, he didn't, like, his leg didn't bother him once. So it's like, what happened? It's like My theory is that he tagged in Waterman. No, he tagged in Barry, right? And Barry took all that offense to, to buy time so that he, his leg could recover. And then when they got to the hot tag sequence, his leg was fine. And it, he kind of, like, either pushed through the pain or his adrenaline was just going. But then when he jumped off of uh, Stevie, he re-hurt it the same way he did before. Where, like, he just landed on the ground and it just tweaked again. Yeah, weird. And after the second time, the ref, I assume, this is my assumption, by the way, I have no idea if this is real or not. I assume that the ref at that point would be like, you should probably end the match. He's like, yeah, yeah just end the match, bro. Mm-hmm. And then we got that deflating ending. So because of that, this match gets a met for me. Same here. It was, it was like, okay. It has potential. And if these two wrestle again and he doesn't get hurt, I'm sure it'll be a great match that I'll be happy to watch. Absolutely has the potential to be great. These two teams did awesome. Uh, they like when they were both when they were all like working on like f- full steam. It was great, but I don't know. Some like like you said, that whole the whole leg bit was kind of deflating. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. Well, let's move on to our last match of the uh, the episode. Here we got Ziggy Heim taking on Edith Surreal. From Enjoy Wrestling in a hair versus mask match. Oh, man. I was excited when I heard about this on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, this match was awesome. Oh, uh, it was great. <laughs> uh, this one starts also starts off quick uh, with uh, Haim, immediately trying to, Haim go, immediately trying to go for a roll-up on Edith. And then mm-hmm. Edith kicking out of two and Haim being like, could be that easy. Almost got you. And then I think right after this, Edith rolls her up mm-hmm. and uh, grabs at her hair and is kind of playing with it. And he's like, "Same." She's like, "Same deal." Yeah. She's like, "This could all be gone." Uh, I I like how they were taunting each other with like the mask and the hair. Mm-hmm. So shortly after this, Edith uh, takes over and snap mirrors Heim onto the ground. And before this, she's like, just like grabbing at Heim's hair, like just playing with it, like, "Oh, you're mm-hmm. gonna lose this all." <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, Surreal was really showing off how good she is at submissions in this one and how good she is at transitioning. Oh, yeah, she had, like, a modified... submissions. Like, gosh. Yeah, she has some good-ass holds in here. And, like, you could tell that, like... And they played this really well because Heim basically could only escape by playing dirty. Like, in the first hole where she locks in, like, this chin lock, she has to grab at Edith's mask and then jawbreak her to get her off of her. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then after that... Uh, Edith falls into the rope, so Heim sprints at her, clocks with back-to-back running strikes, and then double knees her to the chest that she transitions into a drop kick, which I thought looked awesome. Very cool. And she trucks Edith to the outside, gets on the apron, and then just hurls her whole body into Surreal, which knocks both of them into the crowd's chairs. Yeah, spears, like, jumps off the apron and spears Surreal into the crowd. If I recall correctly, she gets up, and she's not done yet, so then she just chucks Surreal on, into the apron and throws her back further into the crowd. She th- she threw her into, like, the third row. It's just like, ah, eh, first row isn't enough. Go to the third row. Yeet! Mm-hmm. So then she gets Edith back into the ring, 
doesn't get her the win, so she re- so Edith goes to the corner after she kicks out. She boots. Sur- I I wrote this down wrong because I wrote Edith and I wrote surreal. Edith takes out surreal. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. What? So Edith retreats to the corner where Heim boots surreal in the face as she approach. Um, where Edith boots Heim in the face as she approaches her, and then uses the turnbuckle to leapfrog over Heim. Yes. She then catches one of Heim's legs and clubs it with a strike and then knees Heim in the chest, which causes her to fall onto her knees and drape over the middle rope. Yeah. So, following Uh, this, Edith hits an absolute nuke of a dropkick into Heim's back. Bonkers dropkick. Just like, got so much height, curled up like a cannonball, and just went BAM! Directly into Haim's back. And Haim, like, rebounded off the rope so hard. (laughs) It was like a pop when she hit her, too. And then she just fought. Like, she was hurt so bad that she was on her knees. And she just basically collapsed onto herself. She didn't even, like, extend her knees. Yeah. Just fucking awesome. Absolutely done. And if that that wasn't enough, Surreal then finishes this off with an absolutely gorgeous-looking five-star frog splash. Gorgeous. Fro- a frog splash RVD would be proud of. Mm-hmm. A but frog somehow. splash Eddie Guerrero would be proud of. Oh, yeah. And then Heim, but Heim kicks out because she's too stubborn to lose that easily. Can't lose the hair that easily. It's a nice... So, Listen, Heim's got a nice haircut. It suits her. Yep, so Edith goes back to her tried-and-true technical wrestling roots at this point now, locks in a modified ankle lock on Haim, and Haim tries to fight back and counter this by, like, yanking Edith's oh, mask. Oh, the, the Indian death ankle lock? Yeah, that fuck, oh. Indian was, death lock. It was man. like an Indian Jesus. death lock, but also an ankle lock at the same time, and it was like, oh. Yeah, I, it's it's so bad, and, Yikes. like, Haim drags herself, because, like, it's basically the sequence is, like, her trying to get, getting out of a hold, and Cyril just being like, well, you can have another hold now. Yeah. Like, like, and this death, this modified scorpion deathlock, an- deathlock ankle lock that Mikey just said, look fucking gnarly. And Heim drags herself, grabs the bottom rope, and unlike the death match, there is no rope break in this match. The ref's like, you can't. There's no rope breaks. I can't do anything about this. The ref, you can tell the ref so desperately wants to help. But he's yeah, like, he's I, like, oh. I can't, man. I'm sorry. So she has to boot Surreal off of her. Gets and then she gets to the outside and crawls around the ground, and starts to look under the ring. And when Cyril finally like reaches through the ropes to grab her, she slams the chair twice into Cyril's face, and then once Fuck. onto her back. Yeah. And goddamn, yeah. do these chair shots were fucking rough. Yeah, man. The the way I just in my head I've described this is you know how like when you think of someone getting hit with a chair, there's like a sound that's a, that like you relate to it. Mm-hmm. It was like every chair shot was like that ideal sound of a hit. There were no flaccid hits where like it was like just a blunt object on a body and then nothing. There was a pop to them. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So Heim then uses the chair, like the bottom like sitting legs of it to choke Surreal on the apron before just arrogantly like laying down like a queen on the barber shop chair that she might have to get her hair cut in. <laughs> and then Edith gets up and she's got has none of this shit. And she just Hoops her in the face, the big boot that just knocks her in the chair over. No breaks for you. Bam! Fuck you. Huge Fuck pump kick. Huge Love pump it. kick from Surreal just taking Heim out. They brawl by the knocked over chair at this point. Heim very loudly slaps Edith across the face. So Edith responds with a somehow even louder chop across her chest. Mm-hmm. They go back and forth after this with strikes using the chair to their advantage until Edith drags Heim 
through the crowd to a production area in the back. Like, the, like literally, like, there are no lights over here. It's, like, in the fucking darkness. Yeah. And we see uh, Edith, like, put a chair on Heim's chest, stomp on it before she lays her on top of one of two tables that have been set up. And Edith climbs up two stacked road cases using a ladder. And just as she's going to, like, jump through Heim and the table... Heim's manager, Dillinger, shows up and drags her off the table. Derek Dillinger. What a dick. Because apparently, as commentators are talking about at the beginning of this match, this feud has involved so many people and enjoy wrestling, but the main two offenders are Willow Nightingale and Derek Dillinger. Yeah. And I love how commentary, the, how I think it was Veda Scott set yes, this up. it was Veda Scott. I do not know who the other one was. But it was Scott who said... I find it very odd that Heim showed up without Dillinger because he's with her all the time. And I'm very concerned. And, like, she's like, is he waiting? And then, true to what she said, Dillinger comes out. And I liked it because it planted the seed in my head of it happening. Mm-hmm. And when it happened, I was like, that makes so much sense. Exactly. They got you thinking about it. Veda Scott is, like, a great commentator. Oh, yeah. She is consistently great whenever we hear any of her work, whether it be... I think she was on Big Gay Brunch, and we've heard her there. Yes. Uh, prop, I, I feel like we, we might have heard of Mission Pro, but I might be wrong about that. But yeah, if, when when we've heard Veda Scott commentate, she's only been very good. Like, mm-hmm. it's so, all, it's, she's really, really good at her job. Dillinger, the dirty dickler that he is, drags Haim off the table, and he, like, grabs one of those clapper boards that a director uses to say, like, cut... And he's like, cut! We're done! We're not doing this anymore! <laughs> then, hey, 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 Zach, you know what that's called? What? A slate. It's a slate. It's I was looking this slate. up, and I found clapperboard, and I'm like, that seems right. It claps. Yeah, finally, my film, film school knowledge coming in handy. We did yeah. it. Yeah! <laughs> we did it. Nice. And then Ziggy sees this slate. He's got his hand. She just chucks it at Edith on top of the road cases. Which, like, stuns her long enough so that Dillinger stacks both tables on top of each other. And Heim's able to get up onto the boxes with Surreal. Mm-hmm. And as the two of them are fighting, Heim tries to lift Surreal up. But Surreal fights back and lifts Heim onto her shoulders. And to quote Mikey before we started recording, Heim... No, Heim. Did you... Did you mean, sorry, of, did you... You mentioned that Dillinger stacked the tables on top of each other? Yes. Okay. Heim gets put through... By Edith with a Death Valley driver and probably the cleanest double table spot that Mikey and I have ever seen. The mo- It was like exactly how you picture any th- table spot. It was like the picture perfect table spot where the tables are stopped. Like they both absolutely shattered. Mm-hmm. And it was mwah, chef's kit. It was gorgeous. Amazing. Those tables could not have broken better. I don't think Hyman Ziggy could have landed better. I mean, sorry, Hyman Ziggy. I don't think Hyman Surreal could have landed better. It I just Edith Surreal. You at Edith Surreal, you did Hyman Ziggy. <laughs> yeah, I like this was the it was the most perfect double table spot. Like recently, when I've seen double table spots, it's always like one of them breaks and the other one just like falls off or whatever, or like something goes wrong, right? But this one was just like it was like the rogue eye of the table, flawless. <laughs> Oh, I've lost. There was no rogue like table trying to put itself over and not breaking. <laughs> it just went. It went perfectly. Mm-hmm. So Edith, of course, the first to get up as she's the one that puts time through the tables, and she sees Dillinger, so she kicks his dumbass out of the way. Get get out of here! Fuck you! Drags, match here, get easy. Drags Hyman herself to the ring. They get back in the ring, and Edith 
spikes high with a DDT, which seemingly knocks her the fuck out. Yeah. But as she's covering Heim, Dillinger runs into the ring and breaks the cover up and then knocks Surreal out with a punch to the jaw. Just a, a complete... And this is this is Dillinger's finishing, the knockout punch, right? Oh, it is? I think so. Because the refs... The, 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 not the refs. The commentators freaked out when he hit it and was like, it's the knockout punch! Yeah, oh I think, my... So I think I think it it might be one of Dillinger's fin- like finishing moves to, to just knock somebody out like that. And eat it dropped like a sack of bricks. Oh, dead. Absolute death. He, Dillinger, sees Heim, drags her on top of Edith, ref begrudgingly counts, one, two, Edith fucking kicks out. And I actually thought Edith was gonna lose here. Yeah. So I was like, oh, shit! Great false finish. Mm-hmm. Awesome false finish. Uh, then after, after, the, after she kicks out, she gets up, doesn't go after Ziggy, she bounce, Ziggy like Irish whips her, but instead of going after Ziggy, she like it's surreal like ducks under Ziggy and just like flips herself over the top rope and wipes out Dillinger on the outside. Mm-hmm. Get the fucking distraction away. You know it's funny how we have two matches where someone does the same spot where they duck one person and jump onto the other person. Yeah, right. What are the odds of that? I don't know, man. That's weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. So with the rabble mm, mm, taken care of, that was what I was looking for. Got yeah. With the rabble taken care of, Surreal gets back in the ring and drop kicks high in the leg, which knocks her to the floor, and then she locks in her Venus flytrap finisher, which is kind of like a modified Indian deathlock, but mm-hmm. like flipped upwards towards the sky. It looks fucking awful to take. Yeah. And it's it's brutal. Like you can see Haim is just in pain. She's about to tap. Dillinger sees this, he slides halfway into the ring, and he tries to grab her hand to yank her out of the hole, and then who shows up to stop this asshole? Motherfucking Willow Nightingale. Willow Nightingale for the save! Yanks his dumbass out of the ring, slaps him clean across the face, and Heim, with nowhere else to go, is forced to tap out dead center of the ring. Can we talk real quick about how Veda Scott also set up Willow showing up? Because Mm. she was like, Oh, last we checked after that brutal attack from Dillinger, Willow has been injured and hasn't been seen on Enjoy Wrestling for weeks, right? Yep. Veda <sighs> Scott doing awesome. <laughs> so good. And yeah, that was oh, it was so it was a feel good moment. Edith got her mask back. Ziggy lost a ponytail. I don't know if it's gonna be the whole thing or not, but she got a, a handful of her hair was taken. Yeah. And uh yeah, this match is great. Like Yeah, this match rules. My only gripe that I had with it was that I wish that it was a bit smoother at points, but, like, they nailed almost all their big spots. Yeah, there was a—I will say, there was a few points where it kind of felt like they were, like, sitting around waiting mm-hmm. for—or, like, trying—either, like, waiting for, like, a spot or, like, yeah. the, like, neither of them really could—like, it looked like they were trying to improv some spots in the match, but then when they start to get to those points, they kind of were just looking at each other like, now what? Mm-hmm. So, besides that, like, I can't even fault because, like, character work was great. The it, the selling was great. The oh, they like I said, they nailed pretty much all their big spots perfectly. Mm-hmm. It was a good. It was a fucking awesome match. I agree, hundred uh, percent. That double table spot, I will never be able to forget that double table spot. That was absolutely so stunning. So, what are you giving this match, Mikey? I'm giving it the mark out. You know, I have it written down here as a high man, but I'm giving it the fucking mark out. I'm giving it the mark out. That match was absolutely that match absolutely fucked. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, These two I, kicked I, the I hell out that. of each other. It was a great it was a great way to end this rivalry these two were having. 
Um, I love the Willow Nightingale save. I love uh, Dillinger being a complete asshole and saving the match a couple of times. I love the I love I love that we got to get uh, Edith like fighting the odds and taking out both of them constantly. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended with a sick looking submission hold. Like it was mm-hmm. finally we had a match with like we had a match with like a, a satisfactory finish. Right? I know, right? Like, what are the odds that the the other two matches ended with finish? You and I are like, eh. And then this one was like, wow, perfect, perfect. Yeah, I, exactly I, I, I'll how this needed to go. Yeah, Finally, this match ruled. Uh, go watch it. It's on Enjoy Wrestling's YouTube channel from uh, the event Enjoy Wrestling Night Moves. Uh, I believe it was the main. Ev- no, it wasn't the main event. The main event was MV Young and uh, Max the Impaler for the Enjoy Championship that night. Ooh, that must have been a good match. Uh, uh I haven't watched it yet, so maybe next week. <laughs> You know, I almost picked another match from Enjoy Wrestling for next week. Oh, yeah? Do you tell. It was going to be, uh, it, if I recall correctly, let me make sure it's right before I do. It's uh, Moriarty and Lockhart. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, to plug our own shtick, I saw that that was actually on one of uh, our po- fellow podcast mates' matches of the year. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I yeah, saw d- that, and I was like, ooh. And it's on YouTube, and I was like, hmm. Mm, if you want to also speaking speaking of fellow podcast mates matches of the year, uh, you should go check out our end of the our uh, go vote in and check out uh, the countout end of the year awards, which we do every single every single year. We uh we get we get a list together of a bunch of different categories, and everyone in the countout network votes on uh, what Matt. Like we had like male male wrestler of the year, female wrestler of the year, best indie match of the year, best indie promotion, best major promotion. We have a bunch of different categories that all of us here at the Countdown Network uh, pitch as our nominations, and you, the fans, can go vote if you go to countoutpod.com. You could find the article right at the top of the right at the header for the Countout Year End Awards. Go there, vote for your picks on what you think. Uh, were the the best the best moments of 2021, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll announce the winners when when the the voting's done at the beginning at the beginning of at the beginning of 2022. That is all of our matches out of the way this week. Now it is now we're gonna leave you with a little bit of a preview for next week's episode. Zach, I believe you picked the majority of the matches uh, for next week. So why don't you tell me what matches? Why don't you tell the world what matches you're bringing to the table next week? Yes, sir. We've got Becca versus Brad. Cashew, <laughs> at Limitless Wrestling. I I hear I hear he's nuts. Oh boo! Oh my god! Oh, you keep set. You keep setting. If you keep setting me up, I'm gonna keep slamming him home. Oh, I mean, I just just know for everyone out there, I love dad jokes, and I love what he's doing here. But there's the, if it's, I will boo them every time. Also, because God, they. Oh. <laughs> and finally, anyway. we've got. We've got a spicy one. We've got Dragon Lee versus ACH at PCW Ultra. All right. And I'm bringing to the table next week Little Mean Kathleen taking on VSK from Beyond Wrestling. Should be fun. One of my nominations for indie, for minor promotion of the year. Just saying. Intent. Nudge, Over nudge. at the, the Count Out Year End Awards, which you should go vote in 100%. <laughs> Anyway, that leaves us with the plugs, uh, and I'm plugging the count out year end awards. No, I'm just kidding. I plugged that enough already. 
But seriously, go visit countoutpod.com where you can find out anything you want to about this podcast network. You can find out all the hosts, all the shows we have. You can be a, you can become a member by donating $5 a month and subscribing, which gets you a ton of exclusive content from us here at the Countout Network. Uh, we have a lot of funny stuff in there, so if you want to get your hands on more content from all of us here at Countout, go subscribe for $5 a month. You'll get stuff like Hit the Beth. Uh, you got hit hit the death. Uh, uh, your dose of Beth. Uh, indie indie five uh indie five hundred. Uh, fast foodies, all kinds of fun podcasts that are all joke podcasts of our real podcasts. <laughs> so you should definitely go check those out. Uh, whatever whatever you subscribe and become a subscriber. You can also follow us on Twitter at CountoutPod, where we uh basically it's where we do all of our interacting with our fans. And stuff. So, if you want to get in touch with us, Twitter is the best way to do it. Go follow us over there at Countout Pod. Uh, also, you can you can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on YouTube. Uh, all Countout a Wrestling Podcast Network. Uh, we're all over the place. Go follow us at all those places. Subscribe to the podcast network. Leave us those five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and you know, keep being keep being a listener. We appreciate you being here. Uh, and I think that about wraps it up for the plug. Zach, you got anything? Nada. All right. Well, once again, before I say my last usual thing, just definitely go check out those Count Out Year End Awards. They're, we worked really hard on them. We all really, really love doing it. They're all such a blast. Uh, we'd love for you to uh, get your votes in there and and uh, pick pick the winners. Pick who you think are the winners. Uh, and then after, I guess, with that, it just leaves me with one thing left to say. And that is to remember, there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. This has been a Countout Podcast. Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present or future and you're probably wondering where you can go support us you can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms especially along with the count out network of podcasts and also you can support us on the count out patreon as we have exclusive content only on the patreon for all of our listeners we hope that you go listen to your dose of death podcast very soon and see you at the shows 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.